Which, by the way, the people in Rwanda make fun of us saying for saying it that way. Why are you guys say Rwanda? What do they say? Rwanda. I wrote a paper in college. It was like a movie. We had to do a movie review. I tried to do like a play on words for the title. <laughs> and it was like, Hotel Rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the teacher underlined it, or the professor underlines it, was like, this is, didn't really work. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hello, Americans, <laughs> Great Brits, Canadians, Aussies, people from all sorts of countries, wherever you're from, we're here. I'm Francis Ellis. That's Julio Gallarotti. And we are Oops the Podcast. That's my name. Don't wear it out. When's the last time someone said that for real? Oh, <laughs> that is good. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. See ya, wouldn't want to. That's pretty cruel. See you wouldn't want to be. I think it's, you know, it's cheeky. It's not, it's not like. I'll see you soon. By the way, I would not trade lives with you. I don't like the way that your life is. I don't like you. I don't like wouldn't want to be you. Don't want to be you. Um, oh, speaking of, I've got something to clear up. Do you remember when we talked about being entrapped? Yes. So the gent that was the subject of that story saw it mm -hmm. found out about it and uh he sent me a very long he sent me his version of the story <laughs> by the way this was like i don't know 17 years ago 18 years ago like was he like lol saw it like ha 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 but here's my side of the story um it's hard to tell okay okay it's hard to tell with him um but i certainly think that there was an an element of of he tried to approach it from a humorous standpoint, but then couldn't help himself and some of his emotions probably. He he had a he had he ended with a, a, a barbed, sort of cynical, angry ah. you know, lowering of the boom, so to speak. <laughs> to the point where I read it late last night and had a hard time falling asleep. Oh my god, dude. Been there. Yeah. Been there, buddy. And I did I did um I did the right thing. I just responded and said, uh, you know, ha ha, like, that's very good. Hope you're well. But meanwhile, in, I was seething. I you, brushed my teeth to the point of bleeding while I thought about it. This is like a intro to this. I was seething. Brushed my teeth to the point of bleeding. <laughs> that hard, sounds like an Eminem song. It's a song. hard line, o, OG Eminem It sounds like a meek. Meek before the beat drop and the siren. Yeah. But I don't know if Meek Mill, if he talking about brushing his teeth would really be the right lane for him. I don't know. He might. Would he? He, he go brushing, brushing 50 grand. Oh, because <laughs> he spends a lot on his dental bills? He probably has veneers. Oh, wow. A lot of these wow. guys get new teeth. Wow. But and like, you know, and it, he'd make sure that you know that he's paid the upper echelon amount. Uh-huh. 50 grand for my sins. Right. 50 grand for my wins. Meek Mill, more like teeth, more like <laughs> teeth, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Some, something good. like that he could say. He could say that in his rap lyrics. 
And then you'd go on AZ lyrics or Genius or whatever, and you'd, you'd highlight that portion, and someone would say, at one point, Meek Mill showed a receipt that he'd spent <laughs> on his recent dental work for $50,000. Dude, but th- that's another thing that they do. They'll tell, they'll tell you the same, they'll say an amount of money and said what was bought with it. And he'll be like, you know, whatever. Made 50 grand, did it in my sleep. Made 50 grand, spent it on my teeth. Nice. Then he'll I'll show you the receipt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. so deep somehow. <laughs> I don't know why, but he, he's so, he's in his feelings about it. Wow, he must have terrible dental health care. <laughs> Doesn't sound like any of that was covered. Uh, yeah, you know, he's... He, <laughs> You know, he doesn't need coverage. I mean, think of it. Gosh, $50,000 on dental work. He must never brush his teeth. He must have terrible cavities. That's root canal central right there. <laughs> or, a, or a very expensive veneer operator. By the way, veneers are, can you explain that? Are you just taking all of your teeth out and then no. replacing them with fake teeth? I asked this question. So you, you shave down your existing teeth Whoa. and then they put new teeth over them. And this happens while you're, I'm assuming, obviously, while you're Under, anesthetized. I believe so. And that is it quite painful when you come out of it? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I know some people who've done it. I've and, seen people that have done it too. And it, it's so white. It's almost blue. The teeth are It looks white. like teeth that someone's shining a black light on. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a little too much. But maybe they have different shades. I know some people who you wouldn't even be able to tell. Okay, that's cool. Um, which is interesting. But agreed. So it's more noticeable on some people than others, depending yeah. on like how much of an overhaul has been done. Right. Dude, another funny thing, rappers I've noticed some of these like uh maybe smaller people, whatever, as far as like followings, they'll like brag about braces. They'll have braces mm. and they'll brag about the braces, which I thought was I was like, I don't understand. Why would you brag about braces? And somebody made the point to me, they're like I mean, dude, braces are expensive. Oh, <laughs> he's like, they, are they really like that bad? That's, I mean, braces got to be like ten grand. Really? So maybe that. So he's like, perhaps like it's a flex still. Like hmm. they spent ten grand on their teeth. Damn. And I'm like, okay, that's that, cool. That makes sense. I wish those rappers had been around when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> so I got my braces, and I thought it was a death sentence. <laughs> But weirdly, they humbled me, and actually, people liked me a lot more. I became, I became, I got friend zoned. Did you a have lot. fun colors? Uh, I would switch it up. Nice, switch it up. You know, the thing I don't like is when people do the white ones to try to hide them. But then, it, for some reason, and you can tell it just looks like they look like a like a robot. Yeah. The hello. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up, dude? Ridiculous. And it looks like food is just stuck on their teeth. All right. Held there by a wire. Popcorn remnants that's another whole thing that i think is just going to be completely different by the time we have kids all right i don't think Hopefully. i don't think they're going to be doing braces that way anymore well i have to do like the back yeah, ones. some kind of no they'll just have some kind of yeah some kind of much less uh visibly mm. unappealing situation yeah that's like even better than Invis- even invisalign is like very noticeable not that it's whatever like it's great i Mm -hmm. guess and and maybe it's different depending on how well you take care of the stuff yeah sometimes they start to get yellow Ugh. yeah it's kind of gross hey what do you think of this straw hat i'm wearing i like it nice little hat yeah so i got this for our safari yeah that's cool and um it's very safari chic i was trying to toe the line between sort of uh obviously i don't want to look like a colonizer but i i do (laughs) 
Bro, you look like a fucking DJ is what you look like. Oh, is that right? Who was here to party tonight? <laughs> if you're doing drugs tonight, raise your hands. Yeah. Do not feed the giraffes. No. <laughs> if you fucked today, raise your hands. And if you're going to fuck today. <laughs> Dude, I can't compete with Julia when it comes to like Euro stuff. <laughs> Cool experiences, cool guy over here. I, do, I just completely made up that. No, scenario. you're cool. You're cooler than I am. You look cooler than me. No, I look like that. a doofus. I'm trying to toe yeah, the line cool, between dude. like colonizer and Dora the Explorer. That's fine. Yeah. And or her dad, Nigel, was his name. I think N Nigel Thornberry. Oh, I'm I'm blending worlds. Nigel yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nigel Thornberry was the wild Thornberries, but they were an adventuring safari kind of family, right? They were an adventuring family. Yeah. So let's say colonizer and uh, and dude, Nigel Thornberry. It's not a colonizer hat to me, dude. It's more like it's like a Hannibal Lecter hat. It's like uh, but you could see some guy, a French expat with a sugarcane farm and a croquet playing croquet wearing this hat. Again? Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're. Right. And I don't want that. I don't want to be offending people. You're definitely, Ghosts of you're the definitely past. not, bro. Uh, but I do need some sun protection. And this is a this hat. It you can fold it. It's a really high quality straw, soft. You can roll it up and put it in your bag. So that's why I got it. I don't think you should worry. This is funny, dude. Like it reminds this reminds me of something. When I was in Rwanda, which by the way, the people in Rwanda make fun of us saying for saying it that way. Yo, why you guys say Rwanda? What do they say? Rwanda. One word. Rwanda. Well, maybe, maybe. I, I would never do that. I still say Rwanda. That's just how I say. You know what I mean? Rwanda. I'm not going to be the guy who like corrects Rwanda. Rwanda. That's so close. I say, but I've never done that. I just want you to notice. You're saying Rwanda. I've, I've continued to say Rwanda. Yeah, you don't. I get say to... Rwanda to you, and I don't. I'm not subtly trying to correct your pronunciation. You don't see too many words that have an R and then a W. Very rarely. In fact, I can't, I can't think, think of any. <laughs> Star Wars, but that's two words. <laughs> Car wreck. Dude, when I, I wrote a paper in college, it was like a movie. We had to do a movie review to tell you this. So I tried to do like a play on words for the title. <laughs> and it was like, hotel, rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The teacher underlined it, or the professor underlines it. Was like, this it didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude. Your teacher gave you a, a joke note. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I didn't think I got a good grade on it either. Wow, dude. Uh, I'll never forget that. That was a Damn. real a real stretch. Well, the jokes on that teacher <laughs> because you ended up with a Netflix special and. <laughs> They're making dog shit money corralling kids every day. That's funny. Yeah. Looks like looks like we all know who was knew the funny then more. I didn't know how to end that sentence. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. 
So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Uh, where were we here? Oh, talking about, okay, so we bought like uh, traditional African like shirts. Wait, what do you mean? That's where we, this is where we were. No, I know. I'm laughing because every uh, time Ryan laughs, it makes me laugh. Yeah. I enjoy when you guys laugh. Yeah, it's, it's the nice. best. Um, we bought like traditional, we, we did it, we made a sketch. Uh, and we bought these like traditional African t-shirts and, and shirts or whatever. And then, you know, we were sort of worried about like being offensive by, by having them and wearing them. So like we actually asked some people were like, what do you think about we, I, I wasn't specific enough. I wasn't like, is this inappropriate? I was just like, what do you, what do you think about us wearing these? And everyone was just like, they look really good. <laughs> like, yeah. no, it's amazing. That just like is, that's the most classic thing of all time. Uh-huh. It's like people getting offended about a scenario that they are unaware of the outcome of what that scenario will be. Mm-hmm. They're offended for other people who aren't offended. I, I know it's like a, that's a hot topic mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. general, but that's just my, that's a specific experience that resonated with me in relation to misconceptions about your hat <laughs> and other clothes that are taken the wrong way. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, everyone has their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, where, well, we talked about uh, Meek Mill, Teeth Mill. We talked about your hat. Where were we going before that? Nowhere. We had nowhere to go? No, I mean, we we, we can find another place to go. We can go we somewhere. Did. Yeah. What was the first thing we said? Oh, I know what it was. Hmm. My guy Which that guy? I was telling the story about. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Lord! Yeah. I knew there was somewhere, there was somewhere to go, though he wasn't thrilled. But he uh, he wrote a very long, very funny response. It was almost as though he was writing the what his version of events that had happened, but in a I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was long prose broken up into like eight or nine paragraphs of a text message, and at first I was reading it and laughing. And thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't know that it had transpired that way. And then as it wore on, you know, it turned into clearly he had some some animosity. This yeah. guy, you know, has been a, a kind of a, a tough person for me in my life <laughs> over the last eight years or so. Uh, I have I have a, I have two friends who in my life have the ability to manipulate my emotions. Mm. And they know my trigger points and they know how to send me into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one thing for a lot of my friends know that. You probably know that. What do I know? You you know what I'm sensitive about in a way. I, but, it's funny. I, I more know when you're more likely to be sensitive as opposed to what you're going to be sensitive about. Fair enough. If that makes sense. Okay. So you're saying sort of times. There are, there are scenarios where I'm like, this is like a... It's like yellow, yellow Code alert. Yellow, yeah. Not, it's not bad, but the you know, and proceed with modest caution. You choose not to punish me in those moments. You withhold your ammunition. Correct. I'm not like you know what. Let's turn the music up. Yeah. funny that was such a good example oh my god 
We've had parties here where, you know, uh, I, we get complaints from the neighbors because we're having a party. We're in trouble. The music's up. Every, nobody gives a fuck because it's not their house. And then they'll go, those drunk people at the party will go to the DJ and be like, turn it up, turn it up. And then I have to go to the DJ and be like, no, do not turn it up. We have gotten noise complaints. We want to continue to live here in good standing. Please do not. And therefore, yes, that's a that's a great example. So you yeah, you choose not to, uh, you know, light the match Correct. that will send me burning, you know, within myself. But and by the way, my my code red is not some like violent, combustible, volatile person that must be avoided. It's just a lot of the time it's like it manifests more as like. All right, now I'm now my mood is done. I'm I'm toast. I'm going to retreat into a barrel of self-loathing. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm I'm not going to want to speak to anyone for a while and I it'll be it'll take me a while to sort of recover from this funk that from I'm what in. Is, yeah. And you're a good enough friend as 95% of my friends are <laughs> to even though you know the nuclear codes, you're not going to use them. <laughs> Whereas I, I didn't take them with me when I left the White House. Yeah, yeah, to your golf course. And yet, I have two friends in my life who have known me a very, very long time, and therefore have learned the nuclear codes. One used to use them a lot because I think he just was sort of he he enjoyed. It was almost an anarchist's, you know joy where he just wanted to light the match and then watch the world burn for his own amusement or perhaps it was because he enjoyed playing puppet master with my emotions and and etc and i it it was really tough because i i don't i I, i'm i'm transparent most people know how to uh, upset me how to make me happy i'm i'm forthcoming with that a lot of people don't bear their weaknesses Mm -hmm. you know but Mm -hmm. i'm very open about that and so when I bear myself that way and then people manipulate the weaknesses and, and, and lean on the weaknesses, I feel betrayed in a way mm. or that I've entrusted those, those sensitive spots to the wrong people. And therefore I have to reconsider that friendship. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, I think, I feel like betrayal isn't the right term. It's, it's why would someone be antagonist? It's so antagonistic and like fucked up. It's like, why would they do that to you? Like, why did, has this turned into a, why are you, what's the retribution for? I think what have are, I done? I think that at least one of my friends who does this, I think his response would be like, you shouldn't be so sensitive. I'm trying to toughen you up. Maybe. It's so toxic. <laughs> well, let me say that in his defense, over the years, he's he has kind of done it less and less mm-hmm. and is and now it really doesn't do it at all that's it. he's i would just say that he's become a better person growth yeah love to see it which is nice yeah he's almost divorced himself or weaned himself off from any bullying tendencies whereas this other guy who is the subject of that story unfortunately has kind of trended in the wrong direction and, and over the years has kind of done this more and more and and it's so strange to me that I allow it to affect me as much as it does. Mm. Because really, there are not many people that do this that, or that can do it. I can, someone can say something to me that is a very hurtful thing and 
it won't stick with me. It won't sit yeah. as the pebble in my shoe all day. Totally. Yeah. I'll shake it off. It, rub, it goes off my shoulders, whatever. You're super resilient in a, in a lot of ways. But yeah, everybody has their shit. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I, when I have friends who have stuff like that where I just try to like avoid. It, it's funny. I almost try to avoid triggering their triggering of me. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to make them behave in a way that annoys me. Yeah. And I avoid those kind of well you're seeing you're seeing two moves ahead i'm attempting to. i don't always see two moves ahead well this is yeah this is a different scenario this is like they the first move is being made by them for some reason apparently Mm. in their mind perhaps you made the first move i probably i would they probably did you were just existing and they are reacting it sounds like could be could be but the 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 point is you know the 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 way that i told that story about being entrapped i told the story about the beer pong said my friend went upstairs checked with the parents after i had told him i'd been given permission and then came back and sort of caused me to walk into the web of my own lie and ensnare myself yeah, right to then say i just checked you're lying to me you guys were in high school yeah yeah so, but not so, i don't think we were deep i think we were juniors maybe right, so like maybe seniors so it's interesting it's funny to me that you know, I don't know the tone of the message, but it's since, things that happen in high school are typically water under the bridge. It, as it across should, the board. Uh, as that it that is absolutely the correct takeaway. I think back to a lot of, it's it's amazing to me. And telling a story, like, granted, you told the story, but this is what we do here. We tell stories. We tell stories, and we re- we, we I talk didn't about say things. his name, and there was only one person I know who listens to the podcast who could possibly have connected the dots to that guy because I know that guy doesn't listen to the podcast. Maybe he saw the clip. No. No? He, the guy who listens to the pod sent it to my buddy. You know that? was like, is this you? Yeah. Oh. But I don't, I don't, that's fine. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. It was a funny story. It is. And story. by the way, I don't even think I said anything bad about the guy doing that. So his side of that story though, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And again, hopefully you've listened to this or seen that clip, but his side of the story, which, by the way, I didn't know until yesterday. We'd never talked about yeah. that. Real, yeah. Do you want to, like, in 10 sure. seconds explain the things? I was at a high school party. Uh, I wanted to play beer pong in the laundry room of this house. We had done it many times before. That was the room where we played beer pong. Um, I started telling people at the party, like, hey, we're going to go play beer pong, blah, blah, blah. And then my buddy came over and was like, no, you can't. We've been told we can't. And then I said, no, no, I checked. It's all good. Or it's all good, right? Something like that. And then he goes, oh, really? You were told that? And I said, yep. And then he went upstairs, checked with the parents. They said, no, that's not okay. He came back down. And instead of saying, um... Dude, I just went and checked with them again, and they said it's not okay. He goes, so so you did you checked right, and it's right, fine. You right. checked with the parents, yeah. Right. And I was like, yeah, I did. As I'm setting up the cups, and he was like, really? What did they say? Right, trying. Yeah, he has all the information he needs. And he's For the to- record, to have the patience at that age to walk to construct a trap of that depth is impressive 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that. Right. He's I didn't a, have that ability like, at that like age. He was a, he's a cop. But that said, so that was the story I told. And, and of course, I, you know. So fast forward, his side of the story was this, which I didn't know until last night. Uh, that when we had this party, he had been told expressly by the parents, the only thing you guys can't do is play beer pong in the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the one rule according to him he said that's the one the that's what the, the one thing the parents made sure to to say and therefore when i was like hey everyone we're playing beer pong in the laundry room <laughs> he was like what that doesn't sound right and he goes did they really say that you could play and i said yep and then he went upstairs because he was mad that they would have told me a different thing than they they had told him Okay. So in his words, he was like, why would I'm going up to sort of check on this thing that seems to be a double standard. But then sure enough, he was like, did you tell Fran he could play beer pong? The parents were like, no, absolutely not. So then he walked back down uh, and it's not a terrible side of the story. Honestly, it it isn't. It sounds as and if it, it made sense. me feel kind of glad to know that that wasn't yeah, as evil yeah. and man, yeah, yeah. and sort of manipulative That's, as i had thought good. but it still doesn't change the fact that he then came back downstairs and made me stick my own foot in my mouth true but now it's different kind of sticking the foot in the mouth because still he's like did they really no what he could have done has been like dude i they had told me before that there's no beer pong so i was surprised that they would there's no there's no incentive not to explain that is my thought so then for me, it's he goes up, double checks, gets clarification from the parents that I have, in fact, exactly. lied to him. Or that you, you got... Or that I'm just clear, wrong. Or that you got clearance later in the evening somehow. Oh, and, oh, and that I didn't, right? It he turned out that you didn't, but he wanted and he, to But check. he gets that clarification. He he's gets like, it. oh, you yes. didn't. He's just full of shit and he's trying to party. You're right. He could come down and be like... He yes. then comes back down and he's like, dude, I know you're lying to me. I just checked with them again. This is the one thing I was told not to do. There's no beer pong. Like I just checked instead of what he did. Right. You could even, which was yeah. now I need you to lie to my face so that I can humiliate you. Right, right, right. right. Which is very devious. It's adding, it's just adding another wrong. Shall we? Cheers, old boy. Cheers, my man. One <sighs> final hangobi. Final hangobi. Before Francis is to wed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hangobi has really been crushing it, man. We've seen them grow into a yeah. big player in the health drink market. I was just thinking how funny it would be if I took that sip and somehow it unlocked clarity in my brain. And I was like, wait, I can't get married. <laughs> and the L-theanine just, you know, really spurred me to like cancel the wedding. <laughs> and it's like, Hangobi, uh, treat yourself. <laughs> Hang Obi, getting married? Might want to think twice <laughs> yeah, about that. Check yourself. Don't <laughs> let your emotions get the better of you. Uh, no, it's incredible as a beverage. If anything, it does provide more clarity of thought, and that is why I am feeling more good than ever about my marriage. Yep, the calm is now out everywhere. Order some, get for some for yourself. Delicious new flavor. We have a big case on the way. We're super psyched about it. Um, and also, if you're not sure where to find Hang Obi, it's in over 100 stores now. 100 stores. Uh, all you need to do is go to the Hangobi website and look on the store locator if you, too, want to try some delicious Hangobi. That's right. We, we love the drink, guys. It's a great midday. A little pick-me-up. The Essential in the wake has a uh, little green tea caffeine in there just to 
just to keep you from nodding off. Not going to give you too much of a jolt, but, you know, it keeps you kind of clear and focused. Just a skosh. Yeah. Just a skosh. <laughs> uh, they have the variety pack coming out, and they're about to get into some larger brand retailers. Make sure you get in there, see what the hype's all about. Hangobi's amazing. Go to hangobi.com. Uh, use promo code Oops, I'm Hung, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Uh, it's hangobi.com. Oops, I'm Hung at checkout, 15% off your order. You're going to love it. Let us know what you think. It occurred to me that I don't have a whole lot of friends from my life prior to college mm-hmm. coming to the wedding. In fact, I don't, I don't think I have any. Interesting. I have no high school friends, no middle school friends, nothing. And, uh, and there's, there's two, I think there's two reasons for that. And one of them reflects something you just said to me, which is that I was not a fully realized version of myself until after college. And, and even, even then, I would say each day of my life, I am the most fully realized version of myself. Right. So I have been a work in progress my whole life. And uh, I'm not proud of a lot of the mistakes that I made um, and the, the people that I offended and, and uh, you know, some, some of the things that I had to learn in difficult ways Mm-hmm. growing up i still recall some of my most humiliating moments or or moments where i like treated people wrong or i wronged friends you know one time uh this is a very, very dear friend of mine from from high school i remember um we were it was prom senior year and there was a girl that i wanted to ask to prom a very who was a good friend of ours and he, I knew that he was friends with her too, but I didn't, we hadn't talked, I didn't talk to him and it was like kind of known we would probably all go to prom together as a group, you know, six or eight people or whatever, but I just went ahead and asked her mm-hmm. and I didn't tell him first and I remember him coming up and being like, did you ask her? Oh, you, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and to this day, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I clear that with him? <laughs> I should. He deserved to have that clear. Right. Uh, listen. You know. You live and learn. I know. I know what you but mean. These kinds of things, wow. right? Where you you make the mistake, and then you maybe you make it again, and then you stop making that mistake, mm-hmm. and then you make a series of other mistakes, and you just you just perfect yourself. You you. It's like anything. Muscle memory. You're like, oh, I was about to make that mistake that I've made a couple times before, and I now I've learned not worth it. Mm-hmm. People who continue to make mistakes like that are just assholes throughout their life. And that sucks. There are people like that. Uh-huh. But all of this is to say, Julio, that uh, the friendships that I've made since college, you know, I've, I like to think that I've gotten better. I'm getting better as a friend. And therefore, my friendships are deepening. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of the reasons I bet that we are so close is because you met me at a time when I'd already kind of cleared a little bit of that bad behavior out of my system or, or learned from it. You know, not that but I was what like, I, But like, what, I, you know, how bad were you, dude? Like, I, you, you know, know, like I had... It's an unusual thing to hear from someone. Like, I'm glad I, we met when we did because before I was like a bad guy. Let's put it this way. <laughs> no, and I don't think I was a bad guy. I think yeah. it was just young. Right, yeah, right. I was just young. I was making young mistakes. Here's an example. A uh, very dear friend. Um, one time, uh, you know, and I think I've told you this, I think I know what you're going to say. I 
sort of like one summer met a girl that he had dated many, many years before. And I just didn't even think twice about it. I we, we, we sort of dated a little bit, me and the girl. And then he found out and was like really upset about it. And I didn't, I sort of didn't count his feelings. I just said to myself, well, that's absurd. You know, the statute of limitations has passed on dating friends exes. Like what, I meaning like enough like they, I should they, be they, they I should in be, high school I should be fine to do this he should get over it because because how long had it been since they had been together quite some time a while I don't I don't want to you know really he's still a guy that I love and he's forgiven me and I've realized the error of my ways or whatever it was and um but that was that was one where like stuff like that would happen you know just sort yeah. of violating. The, the the most perfect way to have handled certain situations. Okay. I'm not saying they were the, the I, no, I'm not saying I was like a full-blown terrorist. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going out and trying to hook up with guys, girlfriends that they were dating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Just random things where you just, you, got, you learn the ropes. You yeah. learn where the dog bites back. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Yep. That was my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, listen, we've all done bad things. Um, and, you know, I can't tell. I'm having trouble telling if you are just kind of being neurotic. Like, you know, of course, how could you possibly have handled everything perfectly? Or, you know, if you did have a solid little rap sheet at one point. I, well, I, I think I think maybe I did. Maybe you just know within because you know secretly that you used to just like not care about other people's feelings. I know you do. I don't even know. I, I think I certainly cared. I think I just wasn't uh, that considerate of them right. while I made choices. Right, right, right. Uh, and then after the fact, I would be ashamed or apologetic, and I would be earnest about it. I meant it. But it took, it, I never saw it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I was very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason I say that is because. On the eve of your wedding. Yeah. There is definitely a re- realization for me of like, well, okay, yeah, I don't, I'm not inviting any of my friends from before college to the wedding, and a lot of those friendships have fallen by the wayside, and part of that is because, you know, maybe I felt like it was more work to go through the process of like apologizing and trying to convince those people that the mistakes I made or the the errors I had towards them in high school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hey, I'm not that guy anymore. I realize how I hurt you and I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Would you like to maintain a friendship later in life? Even though we don't live in the same place, even though we're not going to see each other very often. Or is it just easier to be like, fuck, I mean, I've made plenty of other friends. Right. I'm too ashamed. These to... people know a newer, better version of me. I like the blank slate that I was given once I went to college mm-hmm. or even after. You know, I like reinventing myself. I like the version I am now. Uh, no no reason to unearth the demons of my past and all that turmoil. So, dude, again, though, you know, the these the examples you're giving versus the way that you're describing it are there's like a, a gap. Like the things you're describing are just like kid things. It's just like, but, but, but dude, I'm telling you it's, 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 it's weird because what you see is that a lot of people uh, are extremely close with the kids that they went to middle school and high school with those may be their friends for life. And so 
your receipt list. But from where? But like, what people are you talking about? Are you talking about your current friends? I feel like a lot of my friends who I met here, like it's easier to maintain that childhood friendship when you're from the place that you still are. Yeah, that's especially true. Especially if it's like New York City, like you have a leg up because you go to school with these kids and like you have this like strong identity and this like life that like everybody else sort of wants, but you had it already. So like all these people are not going to like outgrow that unless they like take a hard right, you know? That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Mm -hmm. And to that point, the reason I'm saying this is that when this friend who listens to the pod, great guy, um, shared the clip with that other friend, mm -hmm. uh, and then that buddy sent the, the screen grab of it to me and was like, I have a different version of this story. Mm -hmm. I saw from that screen grab that they had a group chat which was, it was like when right after school, five of us went on a Europe trip together, mm -hmm. and we were all pretty close. And after high school, after high school, and in fact, the name of their group chat was a joke that was originated on that trip. Mm -hmm. And there was an instant second in me where I was like, "Oh, I'm no longer part of that." I'm no longer part of this friendship that they've all maintained for 15, the last 15, what it made 15 years, mm -hmm. 15 years. And I felt this, a pang of FOMO, which was, what's an, a pang, just a stitch, a little bit, a stitch of, Oh, I, I, I've been excommunicated a little bit of FOMO, yeah. which was quickly replaced by not a, well, fuck those guys. I don't need them. I've moved on. But rather a realization of, um, well, maybe I wasn't right for that group. Or they're, it's great that they're all still close. I'm happy that they're all still close and they maintain this. And, you know, I've lost, I've grown in a different way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, there was definitely a part of me that was like, Oh, they all live close to each other still, to your point. Mm -hmm. And that's where this continuity comes from. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like that's why they are still bonded by memories that go back 18 years, right. which I have tried to cover over with the moss of time. Right, right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I think mean, there's a lot going on here that like, to get like the full story, it would take like a while, a long time. It sounds like because you know these isolated incidents of like banging somebody's ex girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, it's that that's not enough to make this conversation what it is. True. And to that example, that friend and I healed quickly. Yeah, yeah. And our friends to this day. Yeah. Um. And and that was a friendship that was made later in life at a time when I just think you can accept people's flaws and mistakes and, and forgive people for them. Mm -hmm. Because we were all more, as I said, more fully realized versions of ourselves, which hopefully means we've learned the healing power of forgiveness and letting things go. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I was like, I don't know why we've never talked about this. Why haven't we ever... That's funny. Why haven't we ever... 
gotten this out there. Uh-huh. And then his response was, you broke the one rule. Oh, God. And then like the, like uh, some kind of emoji, some snide emoji. Jeez. Yeah. So I was like, I was willing, I was offering like, an okay. olive branch. Mm-hmm. I was offering an olive branch and he just dikembe mutumboed it down my throat. Yeah. So that, that still the same way that, you know, you guys never talked about this. Therefore, you sort of have whatever going on in either of your heads for all these years. And then suddenly you talk. But don't forget, dude, you guys were texting. Yes. There's no need to like peg this like, anim- uh, not animosity, but like you don't need to assume the worst. You don't need to. It no. doesn't matter. So like maybe, maybe he meant well. Maybe he was being funny. The problem it's is. possible. The problem the is. End that, that I don't know yet. No, is that that moment was was a nothing moment regardless of whether we had ever told each other each the the different sides in the years since there have been probably four to five other instances where as i said he has employed the nuclear codes got it got it it. uh and it just you know at some point you just have to say this this isn't really a friendship anymore this is like a weird I don't know, masochistic thing for me to keep allowing someone to have this much power over me. Yeah, yeah. I can't, and and therefore it's you know, why would anyone allow that? Totally, it's not worth it. Totally, totally, buddy, old boy. I'll tell you what. The other day, I got a little got a little care package from oh, our pals yeah. over at Rule of Threads. Oh yeah. Tell you what, I always get excited. It's like playing um, Fortnite. When you open up one of those boxes and you don't know what's in there. Yeah. I didn't know what was coming and I got the matching joggers and and hoodies. And Sick, it is a jumpsuit fit for a king. Dude, I just like picture myself. I threw that thing on and all of a sudden I just start hearing like, it's like I'm, I'm training around the city. I'm like dodging scaffolding and punching garbage cans. Love and, like, that. Training in the wild. Uh, dude, what a sick! It's like super clean and swaggy, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could picture like Pharrell rocking that. Or yeah, without like, a doubt. Some like really high, high uh, style individual. Mm-hmm. Maybe our buddy uh, Andrea Denver. Ooh, <laughs> we gotta get him in some of the rule of threads. I wonder if he'd be. Yeah, I mean, he he he'd probably look perfect in it. He would be top guy, top um, guy there, one of the best. One of the best. Uh, guys, we love rule of threads. It's clean, premium menswear basics, fit for a king like you or the king in your life, ladies. If you're looking for a gift. Uh, go to ruleofthreads.com, use promo code OOPS. That's going to get you 15% off of your order. Ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS. Well, dude, fuck. I'm sorry uh, that bummed you out. You know? No, it. listen, I woke up this morning uh, totally refreshed, new day, uh, but I did, I was pretty, I was tossy-turny in my mind all day yesterday, and it cast a pretty dark pall over the day which was otherwise a very good day we went and played tennis oh yeah you sent me a pick played some tenny loved it um sierra's really coming along man she's starting to bash her backhands love it i'm talking deep she's bashing you know trying to hit passing shots francis at the net yeah hit it where i'm not yep yeah um so that was kind of fun and then we went uh you know did some last minute shopping picked up some things Yada yada. Yeah, I saw her. Uh, we like I saw her in the lobby when I was coming up here, and uh, you know we, uh, she brought up something interesting, which is which is true. So when it comes to things like this, 
major events. Obviously, a wedding is a perfect example. There's all these things that need to get done. And, you know, you sort of chip away at them. What ends up happening a lot of the time is you have all these completely doable tasks, but you simply just don't have the time to do them all. Mm. So suddenly now, like these little easy things become hard because they require time. They require, you know, dropping something off, Trips getting, something, into the city. getting something tailored, getting something sewed, mm -hmm. going to your last appointment, going to this and that. Like, it's amazing how uh, when crunch time hits, it really becomes a bit of a doozy. Dude, I got to say, nothing has made me feel happier in my life, and this is controversial, to be a man than preparing for a wedding. Mm. The amount of more stuff that she has to oh, do yeah, than I do is... Uh, insane mm -hmm. you know uh and just from like a self-care standpoint you know like gotta get a manicure gotta get a pedicure gotta get her hair done and all these little things like i'm I'm just like oh, all right try not eat, not to eat too much bread in the last week mm -hmm. before the wedding stuff that's like kind of it you know got yeah. my hair cut a little that was it yeah just little things. Little stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is it, dude. I got a question for you. This is something I was thinking of. All right. Okay. Let's say that... Um, let's say that... Uh, do, you think, do you think Hillary could beat up a woman who was sort of the same size and... and I don't know. Weight class, let's say. Pro uh, yeah, probably. She'd win that fight. It depends who, but it's po it's possible to assume she could. Yeah. She's got that in her. Yeah, she's athletic, strong, and you if you push her, she can maybe get. She would. Enough. She'd start I, I swinging. Think, I don't think she would do it. I think she she if she like absolutely needed to, there was yeah. no other option than she that she could. But I don't see her looking for a fight. I don't see her breaking a beer bottle over the side of the bar anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, you know. I was thinking about that. It's like, is it a, an attractive quality knowing that, you know, your girlfriend could beat up someone else's girlfriend? Is that something you want? Uh, no. Not really, It could right? be cool. <laughs> like, you're sitting there, you're sitting there watching your girlfriend fight another girl and you're doing that thing where she's doing it and you're going, ah. Oh. <laughs> you're kind of shadow boxing her Slip moves left. on the side. Oh, yeah, baby, good punch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Into the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Into the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> and then, ding, ding, ding. You're yeah. like, you're doing the thing on her Pull eyebrow. Water, yeah. Make it, all right. Vaseline. Just, just hang in there for a couple more rounds. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you're going to get her if it goes to the cards. And, and then she's like, she's tough. She's tough. Like, Keep yeah, her at arm's tougher. length. You're, Keep her at arm's length. Keep tougher. using the jab. <laughs> That's funny. I was trying to think of it, you know, if I, if it were, would be a turn on to me knowing that, you know, Sierra could beat up the majority of, of women that she encountered. Do you think she could? No. Really? Well, I think she's, like you said, I mean, she's just so pleasant and sweet that I don't, I, it would be so unlike her to seek confrontation. I think she could handle it though. I think if she needed to. As you know, a third as a neutral third party here. Yeah, I believe that she could. Okay, do you think Hillary or Sierra would win in a fight? I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know what if I said Hillary, would that be insulting to you? No, I think they both have different strengths. I think like Sierra's longer. 
Yeah. Like Sierra, I think has longer arms, maybe. Maybe a little reach advantage. So she could do the, she could get the job. Maybe like Hill Dog's got that. She's a southpaw, dude. What? Yeah, Hill Dog's got that fucking that's gonna that be hard haymaker left Sierra's up. Sierra's not going to be ready for that. Yeah, I think Hill Dog, uh, you know, she has those kind of things. She was also a dancer. I don't know. Yeah, see, how that are, helps, but it might. It does. Oh, definitely helps. Light on the feet could help. You know, she's swinging from her from the balls of her feet. And you know, a a sort of long list of college athletes in the family, which just like you know helps. I'm sure Sierra's family's athletic as well. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Hill Dog certainly has things going for her. Um, I wonder, is Sierra's a little bit taller? Probably not much. I would think that's probably negligible. I yeah. Don't know. But it may be in the reach advantage, definitely. We'd have to get them on the scale, too, dude, and see you know, if, they, if they're even in the same class. I, know, wonder, I wonder if they'd be willing I have to trouble weigh imagining themselves that. for a hypothetical fight <laughs> that we are now betting on. <laughs> the Women's Bantamweight Championship. <laughs> I don't even know what weight I love the idea is. of us making them cut weight. I know, I know. You know just stick them in a yeah. sauna, lock the door. <laughs> Put Keep a sleeping bag on, biking. Henry. Yeah, Get like, in there. No, wear the, the blanket. <laughs> For your own God. Punches were thrown at the weigh-in Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we breaking it Rinse up. and spit. Don Rinse King spit. is breaking them yeah. up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of this is coming from the fact that I've been watching, man, there was this, you know, Barstool does this rough and rowdy thing. You ever seen that? No. They have this. They they run this incredible sort of like uh, background backwater boxing, local boxing type thing. It's three one minute rounds, so it's nothing, and it's people who have no boxing experience, really, for the most part. Is it people from the company? Every usually at each one they do, there is a person from the company who is headlining. Okay. Sometimes inner beef within the company will. Like who's done it? Anybody that I know? Um, Hank mm-hmm. has done it. He's the part of my take producer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat. All right. I don't know if you know Pat. He did sure. it many years ago. Um, but okay, cool. Well, there's this girl who just did it, and she was great. Awesome. Alex Bennett. She was fantastic. Everyone, no one gave her a chance in hell. <laughs> and because this girl she was fighting was someone that they had found i think from west virginia she was like a local tough girl oh they played up the whole like okay. I think blue collar element of it and then alex bennett comes from a well-to-do family and is a city girl and it was sort of that was the whole selling point of the fight so nobody gave her a chance everyone was kind of worried they were like oh she's gonna get the shit kicked out of her mm-hmm. dude the, the girl i watched the fight the girl alex bennett destroyed the other girl wow and it was thrilling it was crazy. thrilling. Crazy. I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not throwing like knockout punches, but she was just all over her. The other girl barely fought back at all. And it certainly propelled, I would say, <laughs> Alex Bennett's uh, likability and mm-hmm. platform brand and all of that I- immensely. So mm-hmm. it was thrilling. It reminds me of that. There's this one like uh, video that I've seen over the years and I'll still see it pop up sometimes. Where this guy and this girl are boxing in like the living room. Have you ever seen? It? They're like joking around, like they're kind of playing. She's like, ha ha. And the guy sort of goes too far, and and then it's like, oh shit. And then the girl's like laughing, whatever. And then the guy like goes to like actually land a punch, and she just like dodges it and comes back up and just fucking lays him out, dude. What? It's the best. I gotta see if I can find it. Wow. Dude, you've definitely seen it. Have I now? I remember. <laughs> you have, right? Huh. You guys know what I'm talking about. I I saw it again recently, and I saved it again. 
Mm. Uh, so I guess once we're done with the episode, I'll show you because you're going to really enjoy it. Love it's that. Really enjoyable. Love to see that. You just do not see it coming. Like it's a girl who does not look like she has any experience boxing or fighting. And like she does like back to back, extremely sophisticated fighting moves oh, to fucking lay this guy in his ass. I was looking it's up. So satisfying. I looked up uh, the best martial arts techniques for self-defense. What are they? And there was a list. Well, what, what what would you think? Kung if, Fu? I don't even Jiu -jitsu? think that was on there. Jiu-Jitsu was like four. I don't know why I said Kung Fu. I meant to say Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu was, was up there. was up there pretty high. Um, um, and then number the number two was Krav Maga. Oh, that's like the Israeli one? Yeah, but that's... I've taken a Krav Maga class. It's such a silly sounding I know, technique. But dude, it's not silly at all. Krav Maga. The thing about... Number three, by the way, was mixed martial arts. Okay. So I think that's probably just like a blanket... Combination of Combination of, of a lot of different things. But number two was Krav Maga. And the reason Krav Maga was ahead of mixed martial arts was because Krav Maga... Mixed martial arts has rules. There's no going for the jugular. There's no eye pokes. You can't kick someone in the balls. Krav Maga is you're on the street, you're fighting for your life, do whatever you can to survive. There's no dirty, uh -huh. out of bounds nonsense. You can gouge someone's eyes out, you can rip their throat, you can kick them in the balls. You know, mm -hmm. you might as well just grab them by the balls and try to pull them off. Huh. So I'm wondering what number one could be. Well, it was a combination of mixed martial arts uh -huh. and Krav, Krav Maga. But dude, I, I took this Krav Maga class. They had like fake knives. Why did you take the class? I took it because I was really mad. Really? In college. Oh my God. One, one summer, I got really mad. And I thought I would have to fight this person. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, they, I don't want I, I to risk it. That they wow. they could beat me up. So you so. just took one class or a series of Yeah, classes. I took one class and that made me realize how stupid that was. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it really got the stupidity out of me. That's good. Wow. <laughs> That's growth, folks. That's what we've been talking about here on this episode. Yeah. Um, interesting, man. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, I'm wearing bird dogs right now. And it's funny. I'm actually wearing them for a really specific reason that I can't believe we've never brought up before. Bird dogs are the perfect short when you reach in your underwear drawer and you don't have any more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. It happens to me all the time. And before, I would keep a piece of burner underwear. Oh. One piece of underwear <laughs> that I don't actually want, but I keep them just in case this happens. Mm -hmm. Very recently, I realized I no longer need it because I have bird dogs. Yeah. So I'm going to go home and do laundry, and that didn't, that didn't trip me up today because I didn't need underwear right. because the bird, wear uh, the bird dogs... Silky underwear liner make underwear completely obsolete. That's right. I had a pair of burner underwear which had formerly belonged to a friend of mine, <laughs> and it was kind of weird. I kept his underwear in my drawer. They were clean. It's just I always knew to myself, ah, I'm either gonna get those back to him or I'm gonna need them one day. I never wore them, uh, and but thank God I never had to because of bird dogs. Yeah, it is. It, that's such a funny concept. The idea that like you can wash someone else's underwear, and in theory. Those are now fresh, neutral underwear. Yeah. But dude, years of ass being baked into a pair of underwear. Yeah. yeah. You can't. <laughs> you, know, you might not sense that it's there, but it's there. Oh, you know? it, it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bird Dogs, what a great short. 
uh, for every season, particularly the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that every man should have. I'm bringing a few pairs over with me on Safari. Awesome, uh, man. Sierra's recommendation. Awesome. So I can't wait, and you shouldn't either, to go to birddogs.com, use promo code OOPSIE, O-O-P-S-I-E. That'll get you a fun dad hat with your order, we believe, but we're not certain. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPSIE. Um, speaking of which, dude, I went... So a friend of ours uh, had a, like a kidney infection last week. Oh, geez. And she was in the hospital. So, you know, I uh, didn't, I had some free time. So I figured I'd go visit her. So I go in there and I go to go visit her in her room. And there's like seven police officers sitting outside of the room. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what did she do? Like, yeah. is there something I don't know about here? And I was like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh yeah. I was like, can I go in and visit my friend? They're like, no, because her roommate is uh, like a, a prisoner. And I realized that I was standing in the prisoner's wing of the hospital and my friend just happened to have gotten put there. Holy shit. So there's like seven prisoners like, and they're all they're like cuffed to their hospital beds. They're, I don't, in there for a variety of reasons, I imagine. Uh, feel not feeling well, whatever. All these cops. And then, so I can't go in. So I have to like wait. They're like, don't worry, we're going to move her though. We're going to move the other prisoner roommate. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, this is so, so you can go in there eventually. I'm like, okay. And while this is happening, there's another guy in one of the other rooms just calling, insulting everybody. He'd be like, sir, you need to calm down. He'd be like, shut up, you fucking insert the most insulting thing you can think of over and over again. And it was just kind of funny, dude. Dude, (laughs) I love the idea. I love the idea that your friend, rather than having a kidney infection, was having a baby and having to endure, you know, contractions and labor while splitting a room with the person who's like, Fuck you, you I know. fucking piece of shit. I do, I know. Like, I know. could, could I you, because, you know. Hopefully that vote doesn't happen. No, I know. <laughs> I just think that that's. I know, I know. It's it's bad enough to have to split a hospital room with someone who's, like, taking naps the whole time. I, dude, this girl's funny, too. She has a good sense of humor. So, like, we'd be sitting there talking, like, making, you know, because I, I wanted to visit, but and we're, like, very good friends, but this is, like, Hillary's friend, too, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So, like, we spend tons of time together, but, like, it's still the type of thing where, like, I don't think we've ever sat in silence alone together. Yeah. So she, you know, she's not feeling well. And now she, I, she, I almost feel like she feels pressure to make small talk. Mm. So I'm kind of like, I'm not going to stay here that long. I'll let her like rest and feel yeah. better or whatever. But like, we'll be trying to have this little small talk. Like, Oh yeah. Like what were you, what were you going to do this weekend? You know, uh-huh, because uh-huh. she's now in the hospital. Uh-huh. She's like, Oh, you know, and like, while she's trying to tell me, we just hear like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Dude, like the worst, like it's so insane. Like the worst sounds you've ever heard in your life. And it's just insane. She's like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm like, dude, this is so this, this is so funny. Like, what a shitty thing to be here. Like, oh honest, that yeah. That's so funny. That is so funny. What a great scene. Right. And amazing on her for having such a good humor about it oh yeah she was great you said they had a whole is it was it a wing or it's just where they put the the rooms where they they, put the prisoners it's where they all happen to be and the cops are all kind of out there hanging out there's like seven of them in there i'm like how dangerous are these other women yeah (laughs) so it was all female prisoners no it wasn't actually so so there was more female than male but there were men too so it was probably like four women two men Mm -hmm. scattered across a few rooms uh and yeah dude so you know and it's it's just funny that like health stuff is such a like neutralizing it like really it can be like dehumanizing like it takes you immediately out of 
anything that like makes you human mm. quote like by you know our brains being unique whatever it is about humans that set us above other animals as far as intelligence or whatever right it sort of like takes all that away from you and now you're just like in your fucking prison not prison you're in your hospital gown right. and you're sick and like your whole life and all your friends and all the this and that like none of that matters in that moment yeah and that's sort of like a, a weird scary thing well it's funny you say that because i still remember when i was really sick and i was in the hospital and i was in seventh grade i had that septic joint the blood poisoning mm-hmm. staph infection thing and i had a few friends come and visit me and i mean i, I looked bad <laughs> i was not doing well a lot of tubes a lot of tubes scary lost a ton of weight and the girl that i had been kind of you know i aming flirting with mm. sixth grade like what the hell did i know but that i liked and that who liked me before i went into the hospital mm. and left school which made it a little hard for us to keep oh yeah you know people that age are pretty fickle too yeah they move on quick it's like oh (laughs) that kid that i liked is dying oh well he's i'm not gonna see him in math class anymore yeah like uh, (laughs) guess i'd better move on to noah (laughs) who also liked me um no but she she was cool uh and she came and visited me and i remember my parents like giving me like a sponge bath and even at that age, I was like, guys, what's the point? Oh, God. Like, we're we're putting lipstick on a pig here. Like, <laughs> I'm not at my best. She's seeing me, you know, in a hospital bed. Like, yeah, I'm not like, oh, I better <laughs> do my hair. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, like, right, I was, I just remember being like, I don't, I really don't want her to come, but I guess it's nice that she is. I don't know. Yeah, dude, fuck. You know, what are you kind of do? a grown-up move for her to come see me yeah. in sixth grade in the very, hospital. Very, very caring and sweet. Yeah, good for her. Very caring and sweet, dude. It was Chelsea. Good old Chelsea. Yeah. Bless her heart. S- soccer star. I bet she was. Yeah. Yeah, she what was good. Good at it. You guys are like Ronaldinho and Mia Hamm dating yeah. or something. No more Garcia Parra. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. actually a thing. They're married. They're married. With kids. <laughs> what do you know? How about that? How about that? How the world turns. That's funny. My dad always says to me that when he listens to the podcast, he learns things about me that he didn't know before. Oh. Which is interesting. It makes sense. Like there's just certain things you like don't talk about with your dad. And not even in some not even in an obvious way. It's just like certain topics, like this is a forum that like gives him an opportunity to hear more stuff about me. And that's always and it's interesting. And then I realize occasionally I'll overhear him talking to other people mm. and I'll hear things about him that I also didn't know. And it's just interesting how I, I I was always kind of wished that there was a medium to extract those details out of your family, but and there actually is, and it's called Storyworth. Oh yes, you know I it, love Storyworth. <laughs> so, dude, it's it's interesting. Like Storyworth is an online service that helps like you and your dad or your mom or whoever connect through sharing stories and memories and just pre- and preserves them for years to come. So every week, Storyworth will for email, for example, your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, you know, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or not that you haven't thought of that, but like something that you haven't asked them because it's weird. Right, I so hear dad, what you're told me, you know, right. have you ever feared for your life? Like stuff like that. Uh, and I've really enjoyed reading my dad's 
answers to these questions. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, you guys would too. It's a very cool thing. Um, and I've discovered stories and memories I've never heard about and learned new things about stories I thought I really knew. Now, the fun thing, Francis, mm. is that after one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. Mm. How cool is that? That is really cool. So give this gift to, it's not only a gift for them, it's also ends up being a gift for you. The two-way gift. I could use that. You know, I two-way could use gift. That, yeah. Uh, right now for a limited time, you can save set you can save ten dollars on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash oops. That's storyworth.com slash oops to save ten dollars on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash oops. Um all right. Well Yeah. That's a good spot to That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Uh what do we got, Ryan? Facts with <laughs> facts with Ryan. Brian, were they lying? So, real quick, in college, I also took a Krav Maga class my senior year. Oh, this is a personal I, fact. Hillary has also taken a Krav Maga fact. Then class, she's the winning the which fight. Which we now are, should realize. Yeah, I'm okay. going to tell Sierra to stay away from her. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, don't, was, don't poke the bear. It was really cool. Pretty much, we were just choking each other <laughs> a couple hours a week. <laughs> Me and my buddies, we had a good time. But. The instructor that we had, he was outsourced from a small Krav Maga gym in Connecticut. And on the first day, he told us that one of his students or one of the members of his gym was this small, petite girl. She was a college student, and she took his class. Less than a month after taking his boot camp, she was driving on the highway, and she ran out of gas or her car broke down or something. And a guy in a truck pulled over and asked if she needed any help. And he gave off, you know, red light, weird vibe, just like alarming vibes. And she got nervous. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm staying in the car. And he's like, okay. And it was late at night. And he pulls up his truck right in front of her, her car. And he walks up to the front and he tries to open the door and he's trying to attack her. Somehow he was able to get the door open. They're both outside. She used what she learned to choke the guy out. And, and uh, she choked the guy out, and uh, the police came, and it saved her life. So holy the, shit! The first thing that the instructor told us was like before we even got yeah, into bro, like sounds, the so it sounds like a fucking crock of shit. Dude. Yeah. Before we got into the <laughs> really, yeah, he's like you know in this class I'll tell you something. Oh but no, Tyler, I hope not. Tyler T- Lightning oh. or whatever his name is. He's like yeah. The, <laughs> This girl, four foot, four foot nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she choked the guy out. Yeah, no, this is my truth. Yeah, no, took no, no, down no. a 240 pound truck driver <laughs> who eats 17 eggs a day. And it's like, no, no, that truck driver murdered her and she was never seen again. Uh, well, I got to fact check then. I'll, I'll search around. Well, but, no, it's funny because like also like the characters in the story are so like perfect for the story. Petite like, girl. A truck driver late yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah. I, every time you, it's, it could I'm be glad true. Julio said it because you were like, he pulled the truck up in front of her and it's like, well, she didn't just back up. And then, or did you say she your car broke down? down? Car broke down. She was, she oh, was stuck there. And then, and then, you know, somehow he gets the car door open. It's like, well, lock the car. Okay, maybe he smashes the window open. Uh, they get out of the car. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just see him winning that fight. I don't know why. Okay. How does he? How does she choke him out? How? 
using the Krav Maga techniques he, that he had learned in a ten week seminar. Back? I don't remember. Now, now I'm starting to feel bad about <laughs> no, this dude, being my truth. This isn't your fault. This yeah. is uh, fact, Ryan. No, we more believed like him. Lion, yeah. Ryan. No, this is not a lie. <laughs> this is a truth. This is my truth. It could be wrong. <laughs> but no, but true, your truth or not, they're valuable lessons. I'm sure that that's have been true. Learned, and it's okay to question <laughs> what we know to be true, Ryan. Yes, we all yes. we all Growth, believed them, right, guys? And, uh, regardless, the the chokehold move, we would do it to each other, and we would set a limit, like. 15 seconds and we would push our limit to see how much we could handle before passing out did you pass out no but i like last second i held i held on pretty long and she, it was she fun and SARS, yeah it was fun mm. so that's like your version of me holding my breath in the soho house pool yeah like Similar going down there yeah yeah so picking quarters off the bottom of the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys <laughs> Look. while you're holding your breath under the water virginia <laughs> virginia a uh, couple facts today. The average price of a veneer is two thousand to forty five hundred dollars per tooth. Oh my god! Uh, and I think you have to replace them after a certain amount of years. I don't think they last forever, so you got to be able to afford them long term. The average price of braces falls between three and eight grand. And Cole Cole Marquez is Dora's dad. Cole Marquez Not is Nigel. Dora the Explorer's dad. Not Nigel, Nigel Thornberry. Oh, no, no, Dora's dad. Okay. Dora's dad. What is it again? Cole Marquez. Cole Marquez. Mm. Now we know. Lovely. Love it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'll be in uh, North Carolina at Greenville and uh, you know Charlotte at the Comedy Zone. Come to that. September 29th to the 31st, FrancisEllis.com for tickets. Hope to see you guys there. Cool. See you guys at the stand on Thursday. Um, looking forward to that show. That should be pretty sweet. Um, and the Evening Muse in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 20th. Uh, in Ann Arbor, Blind Pig, November 12th.